Welcome to today's Flying Talkers. I'm your host, Jeffrey Arendt. Last week, Turkish Cargo Talks was a three-hour webinar. Three hours, it went out worldwide. Guess what? We watched it, and here's our take. Right from the beginning, the event opened with about five minutes from host Smilin' Sam Chui. Now, Chui is a reality star who flies around and eats dinner in first class on everybody's airline, but he shares the experience with this huge global audience. I guess all are living a bit vicariously, every mile along. Seems like he's having a lot of fun. He's always got a great smile on his face. So after Smile and Sam's debut chat, he reappeared introducing the sessions between various speakers and at times, I have to say, seemed somewhat surprised at what he was learning about air cargo. Iker IG in person introduced Turkish Airline Cargo Talks webinar by providing perfectly relevant numbers, both hopeful and proud. There was talk about Turkish cargo building an impressive new handling facility in Istanbul and carrying 40 million shots of vaccine so far, and also the cargo business becoming a separate company. Now, there wasn't much about what the new company really means, but I guess this will become clearer in time. Welcome back. As we're talking about Turkish cargo talks that took place, a three-hour webinar last Wednesday in Istanbul out to the world. I was struck by the CEO's statement that Turkish Airlines had not laid off any member of their staff in 2020 despite the pandemic. Turkish Airlines was said to have reached sixth cargo operators rank in 2020 and to aim at a place among the first three. There were lots of pictures, lots of graphs, and I have to say to you, lots of time for the naughty viewers to check their mail or have a drink, as all the opening of this event took longer than most other webinars in total. But stay here. This one followed an ascending path with CEO Aichi's declared intention to, quote, find novel ways to cooperate, end quote, supplemented by Turhan Ozan, head of cargo's additional and quite optimistic figures. We all know how successful Turkish has been in recent years. In contrast, I watched and I wondered, why are we not talking about what cargo might do to accelerate less suffering in the world? I mean, if we did, could it actually do it? Or would it just be wishful thinking in this case? The rich presentation provided by Pharma Arrows Van Gelder gave us a clear idea of the complexity of a logistics challenge. So that told me that the acceleration was not a low-hanging fruit. Patience, patience is the virtue of the strong. Well, after Master's Ceremonies Chui's intermission, we were served a first panel discussing about the future of air cargo, trying to settle on a 2030-2040 outlook that remained a bit unfathomable. Asia, in particular China, was expected to take front stage in the world and grow faster than others, and perhaps one could argue that this is 
really the present rather than the future. All agreed that issues with capacity and prices will continue unless there comes a game changer on stage. Look, I was hoping for a greater difference in opinions, but I wasn't going to find it. I mean, where were the dissenters, the people who are not satisfied with the status quo, who might take off the gloves and reveal a different plan, create some breakthrough thinking? Well, look, it's a three-hour show. Maybe it'll be in the second panel. I could tell you this. Most of us, yourself, me, people I know around me, care for and cherish, we're in a battle for survival when it comes to making a living or most recently being safe and keeping ourselves and loved ones alive and well during the global pandemic. This stylish webinar, which was perfectly organized both at technical and visual level, was sailing at a distance from the pressure. Watching the Turkish Airlines webinar February 10th was trying to convey a message that remained technical and dispassionate. Okay, so a lot of the speakers were Dutch, native speaker males. Perhaps this contributed to the absence of the argument. I live in New York City, one of the great Dutch-founded cities in the history of the world, the greatest city in the world right now. I just felt strangely disconnected to reality as these well-meaning individuals floated their theories and experiences. Issues such as the rise of e-commerce could have taken a smaller share of the limelight in this world of 2021 turned upside down, but both panels took a more socially distanced approach. I think I shouted at the screen a couple of times. You know, everybody knows I'm passionate about airlines, air freight in particular, and hardly sociable period has not managed to quench my instincts. So I lit the fire and poured an adult beverage. I continued listening to the second panel, which dealt with the issue of digitization of air cargo. I have to say this, lining up IATA, Agility, Champs, and Freitos, and other professionals, while the discussion was more passionate and intriguing, how do we change our mind from digitizing paper documents to creating the right environment for data sharing? One could argue that it is surprising it has not happened yet. Okay, but let's face it, that argument's been going on as long as it hasn't happened yet. But we take home that the pandemic has indeed worked as an accelerator in the process. So my original question on how can we make things happen faster was gaining momentum. This being said, even this panel was run at a noticeable level of concord and there were no killer questions asked. Why are we no longer able to bring divergent views to the table to heat things up? As in many other aspects of life, we seem to have developed an allergy to any form of disagreement. Is it really necessary to be so immaculately polite to truly advance cargo? Cargo Talks by Turkish Cargo has been a promising 
expensive looking, slickly produced, semi-advertorial, featuring more than a few participants with a caliber that could stir many more questions. It was a big production with a big set with big graphics and big models of cargo aircraft and a full-sized MC and some of the best people from Turkish Airlines. What was small were the images of the people on the screen. Little postage stamps of talking heads arranged six on the screen in that flat, slightly out of focus fashion of this early generation of computer-to-computer -computer meetings were about the same as we've seen in family and business contact via this medium so far during the lockdown. Hey, I miss the talks at the bar where you can really ask a nasty question and get an even nastier answer, but still make progress. Someday, we will dial up snazzy backgrounds behind the people, adding some rippling motion. These people will jump out just like the news anchors on television. And when we're meeting in that fashion, I thought, well, that'll be great. And I guess we can all stay tuned for that. It'll happen. There was a walk on the wild side. Fun and games were mentioned as part of the mix, so occasionally during the first two and a half hours came Smile and Sam doing his MC thing between sessions. The contests and the prizes and promos, we supposed, were advanced along the way to keep viewers from sliding off, as it happens in many webinars. And those that stuck it out with the three-hour-long broadcast eventually must have thought they might strike it rich in prizes and air travel as the lots of games and goodies were offered. Well, the final session touched on COVID-19, a 40-minute presentation by Frank Van Gelder, Secretary General of Pharma Aero, who managed to explain in great, great detail, great detail, the work done during the past year. Frank also mentioned an interesting example of a novel logistics approach to vaccine in the Brussels Montefideo Air Bridge. However, the many graphs Frank brought to the screen were complex, and because they were squished into an image shared with Frank, some of the graphs, you know, were difficult to read. I mean, maybe it's me. I know I'm pushing 80 now, but uh, I'll tell you what, not for nothing. We have to get that kind of stuff straightened out. Couldn't, sometimes I just couldn't grasp it. Fortunately, they put this whole thing on YouTube so you can sit and watch it and maybe stop the screen and maybe make the picture bigger. Who knows? Well, I, I suggested that maybe we could buy a bigger screen for our PC. Maybe that would be better. But you never know who's right. In any case, Frank has been doing this and he's been down this road before. And most of the content is covered in one way or another on www.pharma.arrow. Our takeaway is that webinars big and complex like this one, created with so much passion and fine human effort, will eventually figure these things out. Let's not forget, we are still in a way at the beginning of a new process. I think air cargo as an industry needs to further embrace this remote communication outreach. 
Firstly, we must not be told one more time by anybody, by special trade interest groups among us, that it's a good idea to have a live meeting anywhere in the world during 2021. Face-to-face -face is not going to work. Common sense, stay put as the COVID-19 continues to be life-threatening. As you read this mid-February, the world is still locked down. Everyone needs to realize that trade show organizers and organizations that exist for their members and companies on all sides of the business, wherever it is, they need to cooperate and conduct webinars and other means of contact until science signals the all clear from COVID-19. I mean, how many times are you going to have to put up with setting yourself up to do something and then having a force majeure declared and then being told, well, we'll apply whatever you've put up to be a part of this thing. We'll apply it to this or that or something else or somewhere over the rainbow. Get serious. We're not going to have a face-to-face -face meeting. And if we organize a couple of them, they're going to tank because people, people are scared hell. And, and, and they're doing their jobs. They're doing a remarkable job in the cargo business. What a time in the cargo business. I mean, we need to engage wherever possible toward accelerating on all fronts. Our contact in these webinars needs to be driven toward breakthrough thinking and be challenged to go viral, to bring on change. As we meet and share thoughts of change as never before, I think that once spoken, the mouthfeel to advance will be there, so we'll shape the building of a future together. Right now is to pull out all the stops and set our collective imaginations free, because this, this is our nanosecond of fame, whilst air cargo occupies a place in the world and in popular culture that it never did before. So kudos to panel two for passionately pleading to accelerate the creation of a data-sharing environment. Yeah, you might say, well, I've heard that before, but you know what? They stood up and said it, and we could build on that. These are not flinty DC-4 freighters saving the black and white city of Berlin. Every day, look up at the mightiest airplanes flying around building cargo business in the air from a once upon a time trickle to a flood of air commerce. Richard Malkin, who I worked with on and off 30 years, spent the last few years of his life with us before he passed at 103, believe it or not, he was still writing. He wrote a book in 1952 called Boxcars in the Sky should look for it sometime and read it. It's a great read. He was a wonderful writer. He won an old Henry Prize for fiction. I mean, he had the power of the words and he had the observational talent to see things. He was out covering the Berlin airlift when it began. What an inspirational guy. No nonsense. Well, in 2021, boxcars in the sky, the change is real and it's upon us. The question we have to ask ourselves is, what are we going to do about it? Your move. This is Jeffrey Aaron. Um, different.
don't care who knows it. Something about me, it's not the same. I'm different, and that's how it goes. Ain't gonna play no goddamn game. Flying Talkers podcast brought to you today by your friends at Pay Cargo, the better way to pay and to save time and money. You see, Pay Cargo has a better idea. By simplifying the payment process to more than 3,000 vendors, cargo moves faster. Pay Cargo saves you time and money by expediting important data and funds to ensure rapid release of your cargo. Maybe best of all, you get the time to build your business assured that the Pay Cargo team is with you, providing trackable, tangible results every step of the way. So why wonder why most shipments in the Pay Cargo system get released in as little as one hour. Go to www.paycargo.com and explore a whole new way to pay and get paid. Paycargo offers flexible payment options and also available credit lines. And as the number one online platform in the world for cargo payments, www.paycargo.com can offer you a level of service, financial expertise, and connectivity that makes it easy to ship, click, and pay. So go to www.paycargo.com and get the rest of the story. Discover how Paycargo simplifies a better way to pay and get paid. And tell them Flying Talkers sent you. That's www.paycargo.com. Great people to do business with. There's a way to add music to these broadcasts. I haven't quite figured it out yet. Uh, my son Ralph could probably do it in a nanosecond. He's a creative director over at the news service called Now This. But he's always locked in a room somewhere producing these uh, videos and all kinds of other things. Uh, we were very lucky to have him with us working. He did 100 videos for us 15 years ago. Flying Typers was doing videos. You know, We talk about we laugh about it because now you know, those 15-minute videos are done in a minute. But anyway, there's a way to put the music in. I just related a lyric by Randy Newman. I got to know somebody I didn't know through some people that knew him passed away. And uh, so if you listen to Flying Typers or you see Flying Typers, I've picked up the YouTube version of that song. It's called uh, I'm Different. It's by Randy Newman. Um, And you can listen to it as part of, if you read the old bit we're going to do now, you can also uh, listen to the music. It's a great song. And it fits this guy really well. Uh, his name was uh, Booby Grimm. And Booby was a once upon a time in Amsterdam when KLM was operated by a team of people that stars fell on, especially in cargo. It was just an incredible group of people. They went out and changed the air cargo business all over the world and their impact endures yet today at KLM and elsewhere. There was Jacques Ancher, the top cargo executive blazing new trails, and there was Booby Grin, a marketing and strategy guru, the likes of which our industry had never before encountered and may never see again. Jacques is okay, 
safe at home in Netherlands as you read this. Booby died of cancer in Leiden at age 74 on January 28, 2021. What Booby Grin, who was a true intellectual, did that matters, his friend and colleague Jan Muir said, was by careful study and the ability to grasp the big picture, develop a vision that transformed logistics, not only for KLM, but also for the rest of the world as well is what Jan Muir, who knows a little bit about these things, had to say. He went on to say, when I joined KLM in 1988, he retired, by the way, in 2006, but he's still consulting. Uh, Jan said, I gravitated to Jacques, of course, but also to Booby. With leadership from Jacques and Booby, our team developed the KLM cargo strategy. He was a very deep thinker and didn't suffer fools easily. Logistics to Booby was a science and romance and art and his life. From that time inside the offices and meeting rooms at Schiphol, KLM Cargo developed the vertical integration model from manufacturer to consignee and the global transport chain in action that we know in one form or another is still in action today. Booby never married, although he enjoyed female companionship. He was a loner. He was likable. Jan recalled, we had a great time, both in and out of the business. When he died, Jan said, he had just a few people around him. He didn't go into who they were, but I'm sure Jacques was one of them. Jan Muir said he was very dedicated force to himself who did things his way, but he also went out and made huge contributions to the logistic world. Booby Grin basically spent his entire life dedicated to advancing and developing logistics. He loved bicycling and outdoor activities. He had a wonderful retreat in France where he spent some time, but his passions always came back to encourage everyone to think in broad terms of how to advance the air cargo proposition at KLM from combis to quick change aircraft to how cargo moved from A to Z. I recall that the creative center at KLM Cargo with Jacques and Booby was always very high energy, deep study, long, fruitful meetings, and they served as a foundation for the air cargo business that surveying the landscape in 2021, I'll say it again, is practiced everywhere today. It was an exciting time, Jan Muir recalled. He could be tough and blunt to be sure, but his special talent was the expansive way he approached logistics. Booby brought everyone along for the ride. At KLM, you felt the sky was no limit. He was a professor. We were the students, given a voice that put his theories into practice. You were encouraged in this atmosphere during a time of movie and jock on share to do your best and to not shrink away from new ideas, but rather to plunge ahead, knowing that Booby would be there to help things along. Jan finished saying, well, here's some word up. Not to sound arrogant, but 
Working with Booby at KLM early in my career was inspiring and exciting, and frankly, he played a key role in making us the best. That's Jan Krems, president of United Airlines Cargo. Krems and his team that lead the world in all cargo flights during the pandemic noted, now 25 years later, I can say that his vision was spot on. He was a true visionary ahead of his time, Jan Krem said, and for the people who were part of the KLM clan in those days, we were fearless and famous as such. I could tell you, we still use this strategy in many boardrooms today. Booby, rest in peace, Jan Krem said softly. An airplane doesn't mean anything to us, Booby told the publication Airlines in 19. 19- 96, we put cargo as easily on a boat or in a truck. There's a tendency that after 40 to 50 years differences in the sector, the differences between airlines and forwarders start to fade. When this happens to a business, you have to be cautious. Most cargo air transport services are offered by forwarders, not by airlines. The client doesn't care how the forwarder does his job as long as his cargo is delivered in good fashion. The forwarder does so on his own account and liability, Booby grinned said. When I came to work with KLM in the marketing division, 1969, Booby told Airlines, that operation was a big unsegmented, unsegmented division, marketing all of KLM activities. I was posted at the cargo account primarily with the task to make commercial analysis. In 1969, there was no real cargo division at KLM, only a marketing part and some operational services, although air cargo was already in the KLM services since the 20s, Booby said. The thing about Booby is that he never backed up, not even at 74. His friend and colleague Stan Rate remembers, Booby and I shared ideas, information, and debated in the friendliest way to get the message across that we and air cargo must change. So look, that's our story. It may be difficult in COVID-19 to find time to remember, especially when we're often these days stuck in the middle of jokers and clowns. But booby was the real deal, the signal, not the noise. How to explain KLM cargo during the booby grim time is a horse of a different color. It was also high adventure. These people were excited and engaged. I was there. Nothing was beyond imagination. I mean, I wrote a book about it called True Blue. Try to find it. It's a great book. It's in English and in Dutch. And KLM supported me every step of the way to do it, too. It was great high adventure. Nothing was beyond imagination. The electric atmosphere was all around. Here's an example of that time, a small one, perhaps, but I think revealing. Okay? This, is some, this was an initiative by Jacques Ancher. KLM Cargo, based in the city of Rembrandt and Vincent, decided that this arts and flowers hub of the world should carry that culture forward to people everywhere in an outreach project, a first of its kind for our industry. KLM Cargo set about placing galleries of original art and sculptures created and submitted by local artists from destinations around the world served by the airline in display uh, for offices and even cargo operations at Schiphol. Elsewhere, you might need a tetanus shot to enter a working cargo operations pickup and delivery area. But at KLM Cargo, the spirit of people all along the supply chain 
the humanist challenged all the senses and was inclusionary from top to bottom. At KLM during the time of Ansher and Booby, the art of cargo and the world was presented as an uplifting concert. Today that chorus is diminished among us, stuck here in the mortal coil. We are missing his voice as we celebrate the life of Booby Grimm. Yeah, for sure. Booby never played no boss man's game. You'll be missed. Well, thank you for your time this time. Until next time, this is Jeffrey Aaron saying, wear your mask. Hey, happy Lunar New Year. Come on, celebrate something here. Uh, happy Valentine's Day for lovers everywhere. And keep them flying, air cargo. Goodbye. Speak to me. Good, Lou.